welcome to uh, Test Talk, episode one two one, I believe, and it is the first season two episode, the official season two. That's not how it works. It's the first official episode without Eddie. No more bonus episodes, I guess. Rip. So it is Brantley and I on this week. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, listeners. Um. So yeah, we're just going to play chess online. We're still going to be playing chess. And just talk about what we've been up to. So I'm going to make the first move. Are you going to be able to talk and play chess, or is this going to be a challenge for you? It's going to be real hard. So yeah, um, yeah, we went to Austin. Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. For the food, basically. And it was worth it. Oh yeah. What did you say? Yeah. We had barbecue at three different places we had tacos we had breakfast tacos we had some burgers pizza we had a lot of food mm-hmm. like a lot of food so what did you like about the trip food oh it was cool like everyone i've talked to has compared it to like other big cities and it's just like a mini seattle or a mini portland i guess uh, I could see that being the case. It's definitely safer than those cities, though. In a well, weird it way. feels safer. It feels safer. Like, like, we have no way of confirming, like, the crime statistics, you know. But, yeah, it definitely yeah. feels safer. There's, like, a... Probably, like, a few block radius where it didn't feel super safe. But in the grand mm-hmm. scheme of things, that's a small, small area. So that was cool. Yeah, like, we were able to just walk around a lot more than I expected because it's essentially a big college town. Mm-hmm. And so when you're by the college or you're on the busier streets, there's tons of people, so you don't feel weird or unsafe. Like, you have to check over your shoulders. Even at night, we were able to do it without worrying too much. Everyone was pretty nice that we met. All the Uber drivers. Do you drivers. think that's Austin, or do you think that's just a Texas thing, like, I think it's a Texas thing, because, like, I feel like I could tell who was from Texas and who was, like, a transplant, you know? Transplant, yeah. You know what I mean? It's a thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I definitely felt that way, too. Like, people asking, like, where we were from and stuff like that and going on and on about the city and how it's changing and what they like to do while they're there and stuff like that. It was pretty apparent to me. Oh, yeah. We went to a record store, water... Well, we went to two. Yeah. Did you like the first one? Um, I thought it was cool that... So it was called Encore Records, kind of over on the eastern side of downtown. The Not, bad part of town. Uh, there, it wasn't the worst part of town, but it wasn't a great part of town. Um, <clears throat> went there first, and it wasn't... It was a smaller selection than we're used to, but I, I like that he had a lot more, like, not necessarily rare vinyl, just like special ones. Like he had a lot of record store day ones from the past, and lots of lots of colored ones, just of bands that either I already have them, or I don't really listen to them, or I wouldn't want to spend like thirty dollars on them. Like it was a bit pricey, but it was like a cool shop, and it wasn't just like I think the owner was there right in the morning and. It seemed like you would just have like a bunch of like old stuff, old used records, and 
yeah. music that like he likes, but he had a pretty like diverse selection. I felt like. Yeah, he even had a bunch of soundtracks and stuff like that. Oh, Normally, yeah. at the small little shops, you don't find that. It's no. like you say, you just see what they listen to and what they want to sell. But yeah. no, yeah, he was pretty diverse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, you found which Radiohead album there? Um, I think it was in Rainbows that I bought. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. In Rainbows. Yeah. So you found that. I didn't find anything. Yeah, and I didn't want to just go there and not get anything, so... You felt too bad? Kind of, because we were mm-hmm. like... I feel like we maybe made him feel rushed opening the store, because we were there like five minutes before it opened. Yeah, and he was taking care of his dog. Yeah. Yeah, but he was nice, and I have always wanted that record, and it was cheapest version I've ever seen, so... Yeah. So we went to that place, Encore Records, and then another day we went to the Zia... Of that town. But, like, but, other people don't have Zia, so it's not a great comparison. Well, just the more mainstream, just bigger mm-hmm. record store. They're in, Amoeba. In Austin. Yeah. That's a more Austin. recognizable name, I think. It's called Waterloo Records. Mm-hmm. And I actually like it better than Zia we have here. I feel like they had way more vinyl and way more of a selection. Oh, yeah. Because Zia is, like, vinyl... Movies, music, comic books, and then, like, cheesy impulse items. Yeah. Like, this place was primarily records. And then there was, like, a CD and a smaller DVD section. Yeah. But the focus was definitely... On records. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple hundred, if not, like, thousand to, like, look through. Organization was pretty good. I feel like with a lot of record stores, they don't have the genres really mixed in well, or the a lot of the times bands will be in a different place, like alphabet wise, and you're like, why is this even here? But mm-hmm. for how big this store was, I thought it was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. It was user friendly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, I liked it. I got a couple cool things that I haven't gotten to find at pretty much anywhere else. Mm-hmm. All older stuff. I found new stuff, but that's fine because mm-hmm. I've wanted them for a little bit and I wanted to get a record while we were there. Mm-hmm. The memories. The memories. Mm-hmm. And we went to a bookstore, Book People. That was cool. It was like a smaller version of Powell's Books in Portland. How do you spell that? Paolo. Powell? P O W E L L. I've never been to Poland, so I couldn't compare it, but you said it was just like that, so I'm yeah. inclined to believe you. There's just, just a two-story bookstore, with huge selection, but no D&D stuff, because why would they want nerd things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just a much smaller version of Powell's, so, but it was cool still. And I don't know, I like their downtown, everything's pretty, pretty, uh, I don't know, everything's pretty close together, and walking around felt nice. We walked from the diner we had breakfast at, went from there to book people, and then where do we go after that? Coffee? Did we go to Joe's Coffee? Oh, yeah, we walked down to Joe's Coffee, which is several blocks, but... It was like a mile, mile and some change. Yeah. And then, didn't we walk down to Rainy Street after that, or did we... I can't remember, honestly. Yeah, we did so much. No, we walked up to P. Terry's after Joe's. Oh, that's right. Yeah, P. Yeah. Terry's, which is another local Austin burger stand that 
some people say is better than in and out but we thought it was just it was okay it was okay yeah like yeah. it wasn't bad but yeah nothing there's like about it. two texas like burger places that are exclusive there and it's p terry's and whataburger and some people were everyone said that both of those were better than in and out which is our west coast burger nonsense p terry's we had first we heard it was better than whataburger i thought it was meh like the fries were really good yeah the fries were definitely good Mm -hmm. and then we had whataburger on our last day because we were told by some people that whataburger is better than p terry's and i thought the burger was better than p terry's but the fries were better at p terry's i think the burger was the same it was just like a bigger size of p terry's burger i thought it tasted better i i couldn't really taste the difference so Mm -hmm. those are the two burgers that we had yeah like sorry texas but in and out's definitely better stuff. i just think it's what we're used to and so we're gonna like it better maybe yeah i like the onions at in and out which barbecue place did you like best terry black's barbecue hands down hands down i like stubs pretty good i thought it was good i just comparing the brisket to brisket yeah like terry black's was better i th- i liked the I liked that Stubbs was more of, like, a restaurant and not, like, a counter service thing, which, you know, like, we're just not used to that. Yeah. I And Stubbs didn't have a line, but that's probably because we didn't, we went at one. In the afternoon. Yeah, we went in the afternoon. One service. Yeah. And if it's, like, in a bad part of town, it obviously wasn't going to be super busy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought it was good. Good flavor. It was my second favorite barbecue that we had. Um. Yeah, I like... Terry Black's. It was good. I wish I had more brisket because we only got like half a pound or something. And I... I pro- yeah, which we thought would be more. Yeah, I honestly could have had a full pound and been more than okay with it. But yeah. it was just all the brisket there was you could taste the smoke and you could taste like the sauce that they used in... Uh, it was just so good. It, yeah, Texas barbecue. It's famous for a reason. Like, I'm glad I got to experience it because... I've never had barbecue as good and as filling as the ones that we had there, you know? Like, after every meal, I was stuffed to the brim. I was like, I can't take another bite. (laughs) But then we were like, but we have to eat again in two hours because we planned out, like, all of our meals. And then the other barbecue place we had, I don't want to knock it too much because we went really late at night. And in most of the barbecue places, they serve the meat until it's gone because you can only cook so much brisket or beef or whatever. And so we showed up, and they had no brisket, and they had no beef ribs. And so we were just kind of like, uh, I guess we'll take this. For what the food was, it was good, but it was just not what we were expecting to get while we were there. And I feel like it was more expensive than the other places. I mean, yeah, they were all pretty similarly priced. I think I was just disappointed in general because we showed up late. Yeah. That was our own fault, and like the food was good for what it was. Just I had my heart set on brisket. And you were disappointed. But yeah, so I would rate it for me Stubbs, then Terry Blacks, and then Coopers. I would do Blacks, Stubbs, Coopers. And then tell me about the tacos. So many good tacos. All the good tacos. Torchy's Tacos is like, they're probably the most popular and renowned taco trucker. Trailer. Now it's like its own, yeah, it's its, its own restaurant now. It looks like Chipotle from the outside. Yeah, but it's not just, like, cool to to say Torchies is the best. Like, it's really good food. Yeah, no, we got, I just got, like, uh, chicken fajita or something tacos from Torchies, 
and they were probably the best tacos I've ever had. Just, they were pretty big for street tacos, and so two was more than filling, and I just, I don't know, I was very happy with them, and, like, the sauce was good, the toppings they had were, you could tell they were fresh, and just everything about it just, like, was perfect. <laughs> The atmosphere was cool, too, because we went to the trailer one, I think it's like the original one, and like, you just like order at the truck, and then you can go sit by like a fire pit outside, and they just bring it out to you, and it's pretty chill. They have the whole lot. There's a BYOB, so if we wanted to drink beer with it, we could have just brought a six-pack or something and just chill by the fire and enjoy, let it marinate. It feels like a lot of places are like that. Yeah, there's another, I think Salt Lake is BYOB. I think that was like the huge appeal of Salt Lake for a lot of people. You can just come and drink as much as you want. A lot of the other like food truck parks are just you go order your food and you can sit down wherever, drink whatever you want, whatever you brought. It's really relaxed and different. So is that it for food? Do you want to talk about the breakfast places or were they just breakfast places? Uh, They were just like your standard like breakfast diners, like the Kirby Lane Cafe that we went to on the last day like the food was really good and it was just like a better ihop i guess yeah like an ihop where the food was actually good yeah where they actually cooked it yeah and didn't Not... just microwave it yeah yeah and um magnolia cafe was pretty good the eggs didn't look too good you said right the eggs were watery mm, yeah. like i don't know they just tasted a little weird so i didn't like them that much mm-hmm. yeah but chocolate chip pancakes were the best. Favorite breakfast for sure was Paco's Tacos. Oh, yeah. Breakfast tacos. Yeah, they specialize in breakfast tacos, and they're two fifty, and then 30 cents after every taco comes with two ingredients, and then every ingredient after that is 30 cents. So we got... Yeah, but you have to go before 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Even then, it's not that much more expensive after 11 a.m. Yeah. So for sure, that's best place, best breakfast place. Yeah, and it's worth it. Like, it's in a nice area. It's a little further than downtown, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth the drive for sure. Um, Does that cover food, you think? I think so. Yeah. I got to... Cody's more of, like, the cider person, but we ha- they have, like, a local cider that's probably the best cider I've ever had. Like, yeah. It tastes more like a beer than any cider and not too sweet. And I will do whatever I can to have them be able to sell it here <laughs> right they're called austin east ciders and yeah. it just tastes like beer without the hops and so mm-hmm. i liked it a lot because i didn't feel like my teeth were gonna rot away if i had more than two of them which is nice mm-hmm. do you want to get into alamo now yes so another big reason why we wanted to come here is because i been hearing about a movie theater the alamo draft house and so we wanted to see Murder on the Orient Express, and we saw that it was playing at one of the, the newest Alamo draft house, the Alamo Mueller location. So we win, and it's just a restaurant inside of a movie theater. And so you go and sit down, you get your ticket, and a server comes up, and they say, hey, like, you know, welcome, here's the menu. If you want something, you can order it now, or during the movie, you just write it on the note card, and I will come by and not say anything, and just pick it up and get your order that's the basic premise of the Alamo Draft House. And we got chips and queso both times because we, we planned on going once 
for the Martyr of the Orient Express, but it was such a cool experience. We wanted to do it again before we left. We saw that and queso there, and the drinks were good. They were strong, like stronger than I expected them to be for movie theater. Oh, it was just like a very like quality experience. Like when you think of like a movie theater and they serve food, I would assume they would have just like frozen things, but it's like a full service restaurant. Mm-hmm. Everything tasted fresh. Like I had a mm-hmm. Royale with cheese burger, which is just a, I think like a locally sourced free range beef burger and cheese and whatever else you wanted on it. And it was just good. And you had the Green Hatch Chile mac and cheese. I hope that they expand because it's a great... They have been, yeah. They're in other cities. It's just... I think it's mostly in Texas at this point. Um, yeah, what do you? What did you think about Murder on the Orient Express? Because I have never read the book. I didn't know anything about the story. But you wanted to see it. And I was down. And so we saw it. And I thought it was good. I felt the movie was rushed. And you said it definitely was compared to the book. So... What did you think? It's tricky. There's so much you can do. It's tricky because it's a big, it's a big cast of characters to to explore in such a short amount of time. Like for anyone that doesn't know, like these twelve like seemingly strangers are on a train together, and in the middle of the night, on like the first night, uh, one of them gets murdered, and Poirot the main detective featured in most Agatha Christie novels is on the train with them and reluctantly takes the case because how does someone get on a moving train, kill someone, and just leave? So it's obviously one of these people. And then he uncovers I mean, the do, truth. I'm not going to spoil okay. anything. Like, like, <laughs> it's one of those things like you don't want to spoil. It's fun. Mysteries are fun. There's like 12 people that all have their own personalities and story, stories and motives and nuances. And it's a lot to do in two hours or how it was less than two hours, wasn't it? Um, no, it's just about two hours. Yeah. So it's just about two hours. And then it was produced or directed by Kenneth Branagh. Yeah. I think is how you say his name. Yeah. And he has a history of making himself kind of the star of things, which to his credit, he's very good at directing, producing, acting, Mm -hmm. all the things like he's a great filmmaker, but with this kind of story, it doesn't need to be about Poirot because I guess in the timeline of her stories, like he was already an established character. So there wasn't a lot of exposition about him in the book. But because this is the first like adaptation in a couple decades, yeah. you know, some people need to be introduced to him. So I get that. But with, I feel like this is the wrong story to do first. What story would you have liked them to do first? Something that didn't have such an ensemble, like a smaller. Like I know that was cast. Yeah, like a smaller cast, a smaller needed cast, I guess, because. Although that was like one of the biggest selling points is everyone they got was amazing. Like Daisy Ridley, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, Johnny Depp, Josh Gad, like all star ensemble. Like those are that's what sells tickets. And they did so great with that. But I feel like they could have done it on a smaller scale with a different story. One of my favorite ones of hers is The Murder of Roger Ackroyd. It's an it's a similar 
it's a mystery novel, obviously, a murder mystery, but there's less people involved, so they could have spent more time on the uncovering of the case and not just like, okay, here's all these 12 people you have to know, and then you blink your eye and he already solved it somehow and you don't even know how. Yeah, there was a couple of moments in the movie theater where I was forgetting what characters' names were or what their story was and things like that because it felt like once the murder happened and they were just trying to figure it out, it was just constantly throwing more information at you and not giving you time to digest. Which sucks, but I get it's a difficult thing to do. It's a difficult story. But you think? do you think that they did a good enough job? Do you think they made the story as good as they could for the movie screen? It's hard, because... If they had done this movie not first, and if they tried to make like a series out of it, if they didn't do this story first, it could have been better. Right. You think this would have been a good third or second movie where you know... Second. Yeah, you like, know Poirot. 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 And you, Poirot. And you can relate to him and you know how good he is and so they don't need to spend time telling you how good he is and you just wait and let the characters tell you the story. Yeah, because Murder on the Orient Express, to me, when I read it, and this was seven, eight years ago now, it, Poirot was an established character when she wrote this book, and the story was not about him, but the movie was, and that irritated me, because he doesn't, he's not, he does, he's not as cocky as he came off in the movie, to me. I didn't think he was that cocky in the movie. I just thought he was very sarcastic and dry. That's how he came across to me. So what would you rate it out of 10 murders? I'd say like a six and a half to seven, just purely nostalgia, I'd say. If you weren't such a fan of the book, do you think you would like it better? I feel like my being a fan made me like it more. Oh, okay. What would you rate it? Probably like a seven. Like I told you, I wasn't bored at all really with the movie. It's just there was a lot going on, so it was hard to keep up. And when he was going through and explaining his thought process of how he figured it out, I was just like, wait, who is that again? And what did they say? And like, how are they related to all of this? There was just yeah so much information being thrown out there that I felt like I didn't get a chance to breathe, you know? There was a lot going on. So it wasn't, it didn't make the movie bad. It just made it worse than what it could have been, I guess is the best way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So how much do you think it made? Its budget was $55 million. We'll do domestic and then worldwide, I guess, after that. I think it probably made its money back. Domestically? Yeah, but I wouldn't say much more than that. Okay. So maybe like $60 million. You would be wrong. It's, it did not make its money back. Domestically, it's made $42 million. Damn. And worldwide, it's done 110 Okay, so worldwide, it made its money back. <laughs> Yeah, I just I'm surprised. I figured it would at least make like a hundred million because of how many people they got in it. They were kind of banking on it. Yeah, know. I just feel like they probably didn't advertise it good enough. Yeah, people, I especially didn't really like the trailer because it seemed to, like they were trying to make it an action shot trailer and make it super yeah. intense. And it's not that's not what the movie is. It's not supposed to be super intense. It's a slow burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not what murder mysteries are. I think. They did a good job not giving anything away in the trailer. 
Yeah, it really left you guessing. Very, it's very easy to give stuff away. Like they didn't even like let you know who got murdered. Mm-hmm. They which... did a good job of masking that with all the shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the cinematography of it, and the set design, and the costumes, like all of that was perfect to me. Yeah, I feel like there the... was this like one long one shot of him entering the train mm-hmm. that was beautiful to me. Like it showed just how confined they were and. Oh, it was great. They did such a good job with, like, visually. Yeah, the visuals, I think, were the best part of the movie, for sure. Absolutely. I saw some people that didn't like the soundtrack, but I was trying to pay, like, special attention to it, and I liked it. I was indifferent. Probably not. Yeah. I don't know. I, did a, I think it did a good job of setting the mood, but it's nothing, like, spectacular. Like, would you get it on vinyl? If it was pretty. I don't know. That makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Where it's like Dunkirk, you liked it so much, you didn't care what the vinyl was. You just wanted to have oh, it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was an absolutely beautiful and spectacular soundtrack. But yeah, the movie was good. I think I'm a little more critical of it because of the book. And like the book just gives you such a much more satisfaction when you find out what happened because you had a slow burn, I guess. Yeah, you had the buildup of every character. Okay, so yeah, we saw that Saturday at the Mueller location, the nicer location, and then we saw Thor the following Monday at the South Lamar location, which I think is a little more popular because it's closer to downtown, but not directly in downtown, so it's nicer, you know? Yeah, and it's newer than the one in downtown. Oh yeah, you could tell, comparing it to the Mueller, like South Lamar has been there a while, and I think I like the Mueller location better, just the center. I did. Because it was newer. The chairs were nicer at the Mueller. Mm-hmm. Bigger. So yeah, we saw Ragnarok there, and you have never seen a Thor movie. I have not. So how did you like the... They had uh, clips of previously on Thor, and so Brittany was able to catch up. Because I tried to oh, yeah. catch her up just with the Wikipedia, and it was kind of convoluted. So mm-hmm. I'm glad they had that. And did you feel like you missed anything um no like i got the gist of it and i'm sure they're interesting movies to watch but eh, not my thing but was this one yes i loved this movie you liked how humorous it was or the action or does anything specifically stand out or you just thought all overall it was a good movie I mean, overall, but the humor was probably some of my favorite from Marvel. any Marvel movie. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it stood out. And I've talked to a bunch of different people about this, but I feel like they had an idea for what Ragnarok was going to be. Because if you look at the original image they put out for you, it was super dark. It was like Thor Ragnarok. It was all black and it was charred. It just seemed super serious. And then you look at it now and it's, hypercolor very bright in your face and it just screams guardians of the galaxy and i think once they put guardians of the galaxy out they saw okay people like this kind of stuff so maybe we don't have to be as serious you know so i think that's what caused the movie to be what it is now and i'm okay with it like i didn't hate the movie at all i would agree um sorry i'm losing terribly right now and it's distracting based on like my understanding of the previous Thor movies from just trailers and everything I heard before you had me like catch up on it based on that it everything seemed too serious and like extra nerdy which was fine but for someone who had no interest in superhero movies I just didn't care 
But when I saw the trailer for this, I was like, okay, this actually looks interesting, and I might actually want to watch it. And then it just exceeded my expectations. And there's a lot more tongue-in-cheek, poking fun at Marvel movie jokes. Did you think it was over the top, though? Like, too... Uh, I can't think of the word, but they were too self-aware, I guess, yeah. I guess that's a term. I wouldn't say that they were too, like, meta, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that what you mean? Yeah, basically. No, I think they poked fun at some cheesy things that have been done in the past with Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. But they also, like, made it fun and not too much of an in-joke. Like, going in blind, basically, for me. Like, I enjoyed it. Comparing it to... Because what movies have you seen? What Marvel movies have you seen? Um, The first one I ever watched was The Avengers in theater. Uh, and then, at some point in, over that time, I've watched Iron Man. I don't think I watched Iron Man 2. I watched Captain America, Second Avengers. Mm-hmm. Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, that's it? I think. Okay, so yeah, you're... And then Spider-Man Homecoming we okay. watched. Yeah, and that's now included. Wait, you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, I did see Guardians okay. of the Galaxy. I was going to say, wait a sec. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think it was cool. I think they kept the action up compared to the first couple of Thors. I don't like how they had Hulk in the trailer. If they kept Hulk out of the trailer, it, I think the reveal would have been so great. But they spend so much time talking around Hulk. And you know who they're talking about, so you're like, why is why are they trying to make it such a big secret when some of the first images and clips in the movie you saw was Hulk fighting Thor? You know, it just didn't yeah. make sense to me. Having them together was cool because they're the biggest and the strongest, and seeing them play off each other, even not even when Bruce Banner was Bruce Banner, you know, it was funny seeing Hulk or sorry Thor trying to talk to him on just a normal level when he can't, he doesn't know how to, he doesn't know how to be a person. Yeah. I don't know. It was nice. Cause it's a relationship. You don't often get to see. Not on screen. No, in the comics, yeah. I think they're definitely paired up more Yeah, on screen. Like they never really have any interaction. It's usually for like just a scene or two in the Avengers and stuff like that. I don't know how to like give up <laughs> the flag. The flag button. I did that, and it didn't work. Do it again. Okay, there we go. I think it had to be your turn. <laughs> I had to hit it. I have to hit it twice. Oh, that's funny. Like, to make sure you yeah. want to. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I tried to do it, like, six rounds ago. I would say Civil War is still my favorite Marvel movie that I've ever watched, but Thor was the funniest. And I agree. I wish they didn't put Hulk in the trailer, because... Because imagine if you like, had no idea who the champion that, was. That would, like... They even like made a joke about it, like putting Hulk in the trailer does not put people in the seats. Like no one really cares about Hulk. He's like the least popular Avenger. He's the only me. Avenger that, the only original Avenger that hasn't had a standalone movie, basically. Yeah, and I don't think anyone wants one. Not really, because he's not a super interesting character on his own. His interaction with other people is what makes him interesting. That was annoying I, don't know, I feel like they're at the point in marvel movies where no one cares about the standalones unless there's crossovers yeah which i i'm kind of in the same boat like i didn't see dr strange because i don't really care too much about that i'm mm-hmm. probably not but gonna seeing see... him in thor i thought he was very funny yeah he was he was cool to see him interact with other people but on his own yeah. 
I think I would just be confused and annoyed by all the CGI and the teleporting and stuff like that. But seeing yeah. someone who's not used to it interact with that, it's like, okay, I can relate to that because I would be confused and feel sick having all that stuff happen to me, you know? You have any other thoughts on Thor? It was a good movie. The action was cool. The comedy, it, it seemed like they were really trying hard to be funny. And while, yeah, it was funny, I don't know. I don't want every Marvel movie to now become a comedy from the 80s you know does that make sense yeah i mean i would like them to keep their humor i think they do it well maybe the 80s theme isn't like i hope they don't overuse the 80s theme i guess but that's what i'm worried about i don't think they'll do that time will tell Mm -hmm. um so what huh go ahead no no no, it's okay okay what would you rate it out of 10 uh led zeppelins oh i get it Mm mm-hmm because that's that's the song. Yeah, uh, ten immigrant songs. Uh, like an eight, eight and a half. I don't know. It was a, like I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I like it did not feel like a two and a half hour long movie. Like mm-hmm. there wasn't any scene that I was like, "This doesn't need to be here." Like it was all just fun. If it wasn't relevant to the story, it was at least entertaining to me. Does this make you want to go back and watch the first two Thors? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, not really. I don't know if that's bad, just I mean not really. It's just that's how you're that's how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think I got what I needed out of the story and it seemed like they just kinda of brushed off the last two Thor movies. Like Yeah. They Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. Well, I mean just, Natalie Portman is to... in it and they didn't really make reference to that. They did. They just said he got dumped and like made a joke. It was a one it. sentence thing, and then it's never brought up again. So they didn't. It didn't really impact the movie. Um, Loki's whole thing was very much reliant on the first two Thor movies, I think, and Avengers. I think that's the one thing that definitely carries over from the first couple movies. But yeah, I'd probably give it seven, probably eight as well. I enjoyed it. It was funny. Action was mm-hmm. cool. Like it's making me more excited to see Infinity Wars. Yeah. See, because in this movie they killed off some people that were in the first couple Thor movies and so it's like okay they're not afraid to kill people so now what do you think it made budget was 180 million what do you think 300 million in the US sure 231 okay and worldwide it's at 671 yeah it'll probably break a billion because every I... Marvel movie does now yeah, I don't expect Marvel movies to do poorly at the box office. Ever. But what if one does? I <clears throat> will see. I guess we can stop unless you had more. Oh, uh, your sister, uh, MindCon. Oh, yeah. MindCon happened today. It's happening right now. Yeah. And they made an announcement about Bedrock is what it's called. The everything better together. Better together. Where on Minecraft you can play mobile on Windows 10 and on Xbox. You can play on the same server as anyone else playing on those platforms. And now they're bringing modded servers, I guess, where you can play different game modes, multiplayer. Like mini games? Yeah, onto console. And your sister is one of the people that was working on that. And she's working with Microsoft in Mojang now, which is, I don't know, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm sure it's very So basically big. she works she's like a so she's on the build team for a server and that server 
has a mini game that was added to basically this to Minecraft. Like, it's being to added to the multiplayer. Yeah, to Minecraft. To like an official multiplayer server, I guess. Is that the easiest way to say it? Uh, I don't know if it's a specific server. I think it's just multiplayer. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, so yeah, they've officially their server is officially partnered with Microsoft. Yeah. That's what I understand it as. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. And just wanted to give yeah. a shout out to. Yeah, and keep do our yearly Minecraft update. I mm-hmm. guess. Because that's what our podcast is known for. I'll do it for this episode. Yeah. I know it's a. What about our? Uh, Eddie update. What's Eddie up to? Working on his short film like crazy. Mm-hmm. Every he's... he he has a short film with a crew of fourteen people. He told me, mm-hmm. and he's getting the script ready, and they're gonna finally start shooting on Tuesday. So they're working on the short film. It's gonna be close to ten minutes long, I think. So yeah, he's okay. going crazy trying to get it all figured out and worked out. No. Yeah, so if that's what soon he's as doing. There's as soon as there's a finished product to post it'll be there oh yeah it won't be until december though so don't hold your breath too long next week we're moving so hopefully we can record next weekend we should be able to uh the next couple of podcasts are probably going to be a little different than normal because we're still trying to figure out how we want to do the podcast from now on yeah so the next couple of podcasts won't be indicative of how the podcast will be forever it's just what we want to do for a little bit to get some ideas yeah to get some ideas and to figure out how this will work better but it won't just be the two of us for the next few weeks yeah like so you can breathe your sigh of relief Mm -hmm. yeah uh episode out on wednesdays i'm gonna stick with that schedule and review us on itunes please for the love of god look at us on twitter look at us on our website, chistechpodcast.com. Go to Austin if you're thinking about it. It's a fun place to visit. I don't know if I would move there. If you only have a couple days there, that's probably all the time you really need. You could probably fit everything you want to do in those couple of days. Do you have anything to add, or is that it? That's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, chess us out uh, next week. See ya.